one. Let's do it. Cool. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode here on the Matt and Adam Show. This is Matt. That's Adam. What's up, Hello. man? Hey. How's life? Good. I'll, you know, like, it's good. Yeah. It's good, dude. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's a beautiful sentiment. I appreciate it. Man of many words. Hey, uh, I want to, you know, like, I want to start right off with a shout out to Dennis Crawford. Because he's been listening to the show lately, and he said that he really loves like the stuff that we talk about. Cool. And uh, yeah, so and I, I was much like, love, what? Dennis. Yeah, man, I thought it was so cool. So, Dennis, if you're watching, man, thank you. Absolutely, it's it's Hopefully good to have can. the the people that come back, you know, and that find the value in it, that come back and, and spend yeah. time with us. That's cool, man. Yeah, uh, especially I mean, like you know, I know it's not going to be for everybody, but it's cool that you know he. He likes it and other people like it. And you know, that's why we do it. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Sure. And for the paycheck, right? <laughs> <laughs> See, Adam doesn't know about all the sponsors that I stick on the back half of this. <laughs> what? <laughs> like where? <laughs> What's what money? <laughs> like, you know, like this big brand's like, hey, so we got your uh, likeness up on this poster. I'm like, what? Huh? <laughs> what's happening like no no no. i told him that adam does this you know pure voluntary he said does he does it for the passion and you know exactly. i'm, I'm, I'm yeah. here for the paycheck that's, yeah, that's right that's right the big money yeah the big <laughs> money oh man so you know i love it because you wanted to talk about being comfortable today right yeah. and i i love that idea uh because i feel like uh we all you know we all are creatures of comfort and i so i'd love to hear you know like what you want to talk about with it and Yeah. So in, in, I had this epiphany, I was telling you, Adam, about it, but I had this epiphany and it was kind of like the, the base structure of what I believe is constitute a resilient life. So it's kind of like a regiment. It's a, it's a way of life. And so in part of this, one of the big, one of the large components or like the pillars of this is um, struggle. And so it's weird. It's a weird thing to tell people like, Hey man, you know what, you know what you need in to, to live your best life to like, to be the most resilient and to be, to, to access parts of your life and access a future that you didn't may not have known was, was available to you. That one of the key components to doing that is struggle. Like you have to seek out struggle and, it's so it, it's so naturally ingrained in us to to have to deal with that struggle because we've we've done it. That's how we've survived, and that's how we got to be to where we are now. But over the last 100, 200 years, like the the shift from struggle to comfort in almost a constant fashion, like no matter what we're doing, is significant. Um, and, and it's, it's even in the things that we, we struggle in, we find, we make them comfortable. Right. So like, even for me, when I, when I'm like, if I'm trying to take on a, a physical struggle, I like to do that through, through going to the gym every day. I have a gym in my basement, you know, and in my basement, I have air conditioning. <laughs> so I'm going downstairs and I, and I have, I have headphones that are like, playing whatever it is that I want in this day and age where I have access to, I can listen to anything that I want to listen to pretty much at all. Anything that I could imagine, anything that would be, whether it be uh, 
a horror book being read to me audibly, a movie that's up on a screen on the wall or, or music playing in my headphones. It, it, it does not matter. I can have all of that directly fed right into my brain while I'm working out in air conditioned environment and work out just specifically how I want to work out in a particular way, because yeah, those workouts are a little bit more difficult. I just not really feeling it today, but you know, I'm still going to get my struggle in. But so even that there's like the comfortable uncomfortableness right and so it's what to me it's fine we it is so crucially important for figuring out kind of who you are and and how you deal with adversity and and training yourself in a way that when situations come up that are I don't, not necessarily confrontational, but confrontation absolutely falls into this, but that are trying, you know, when you hit trials yeah. and tribulations, because if you've been alive for any period of time, you know, that stuff's going to come. So knowing yeah, it's going to happen. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so like you, you can sit around and, and fully embrace all of the comfort that's around you, you know, all of the time, which is really easy to do with life is we try to build life for it. Our, our system is built to enable that. And so you can do that. And it just, it's the question is what happens when you hit that wall? What happens when that thing comes up? There's this concept. I don't want to go too deep onto like the business, like go pursue your passion side of this. It's just an interesting concept that I heard that was like, everybody is an entrepreneur. Uh The difference is uh, some people only have one client. And when they, when they're saying that they mean that your one client is your employer, right? The, the people that you work for, that's your client. So you're selling your time to them. And so basically you're just living a very risky um, entrepreneurial life because you're not diversified. Whereas like an entrepreneur will have like five, six, seven different sources of income that maybe that don't even equal up to that one single one that, that a person that's employed has but it's much more diverse. Three of them drop off. You still have streams of income coming in, you know? And it's, so that's like the kind of stuff that I think about with this, Mike. Well, if you've been living in a world of pure comfort, you know, what happens when that job gets lost? What happens when your spouse walks out? What happens when your child dies unexpectedly? You know what I mean? Like when these huge life altering events happen, these significant emotional events occur, how poised and ready are you to take those on if you're not, if you're if you're seeking out comfort in every facet that you can and never never pushing yourself to be uncomfortable that's kind of where my head was at with this comfort ability episode nice nice yeah i uh <clears throat> i remember reading a story um in english lit um english 101 uh first year of college or whatever and it was talking about uh how a physician had a health problem and was on the other side of the patient care. And they used like clinical ways to talk with the person, you know, like, how are we doing today? And what are we going through? And nothing personalized, you know, it was all clinical. And it was weird because the physician who had done the same thing, you know, had been detached from the patients or whatever, was now on the other side of that, you know, of that coin and being the patient and not having control over health issues and things like that. And, you know, and then seeing how he was being treated in the healthcare system, you know, and 
so you know in that situation he was he was really comfortable in being the one in authority but not the one being you know being bossed around by the authority right right and the same thing when you're talking about <clears throat> selling your time or labor you know to an employer um you know i think people often confuse that as security right right um uh, you know they get used to like a certain level of income and you know and, and you know, like if you, it doesn't really matter if you're making ten thousand dollars a year, or a hundred thousand, or a million dollars a year, if you're not financially sound in what you're doing. You know, so you could have a million different income streams, but if you don't manage that money, it doesn't matter, right? Yeah. Um, and if you don't, it's not necessarily the, even the money. It's just more like you know being responsible with what you're doing and what you have. You know, and I don't like to push my beliefs on anybody, but it's more like you know, you, you have a period of growth and, you know, when things are comfortable and things are, you know, going well, that's great. Everybody can be, you know, a gamer and right. You know, whatever. But when things are not going, I'm well, a good guy. Like I'm right, a, right. like you, and you have this impression in your head, like I'm a good person. I like, I go out of my way to help people right. and, and I'm kind. And I, I, I give, you know, I'll give my buddy a coffee in the morning when I see him or, you know, whatever uh-huh. the case may be, that's cool. When, when that paycheck is expected and when things are going well and you don't have the uh-huh. stress at home, but what happens when, when a gear falls off? Yeah. That's what I was saying. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's easy when things are going right, Yeah, you know, to, to do well but it's not easy when things are not going your way and not going right to be able to, to make it. And so when, you know, you go from being comfortable and like, Oh yeah, you kind of get to that status quo or whatever. And, mm-hmm. you know, to life happens. I mean, like, you know, a lot of people in the, you know, just the U S alone are, you know, a couple of paychecks away from being homeless, you know, if that, you know, or uh, there are people that are out there working that they have uh, uh, not food scarcity, but they have, you know, like a lack of, you know, enough food or utilities or whatever. And they're out there working every day. You know, um, there are some folks out there who, you know, honestly, they they just don't take care of what they have. You know, they mm-hmm. they might be rich. I mean, I've met some people that are well to do and they're miserable. You know, and I met some people that have like no money and they're happy, you know, there's a there's an interesting level. There's a thing that happens at at sixty thousand dollars. I think the the studies were showing that once you earn over 60K a year, your your mindset shifts. There's there's a money starts being valued instantly less by the individual. Um, And it's because you're no longer like ravenously seeking it out in order to meet your basic financial needs, you know, and this is across the spectrum of people that are, you know, that are likely leasing cars, you know, renting nice apartments and and stuff like that. I mean, just this obviously is a broad average across uh, the United States, but doesn't fit all, all shoes, but you get the, the general idea that there's a dollar amount that once you get over it, it turns into a lot of the nice to haves, right? And that's and that's well, that's you... the illusion of being out of poverty, right, right? Right. You know that that's the poverty threshold, not poverty level threshold, but sixty thousand a year. It's you can live off of it and you can live comfortably, but 
with uh and i'm sorry i just got off but with that you know what do you do if you've been making that and then you go back to not right you know and so that's a that's a situation i think it you know just it goes back to just being comfortable or not comfortable and you know how can you deal with those stressors and the you know, problems well, or whatever without that's exactly the point yeah no yeah. And that's exactly the point is that so say you you're you're working your butt off like you kind of go in the natural flow of things right you you enter the workforce mm-hmm. and you're making minimum wage and then you continue working you get promotions within that job you get more educated maybe you leave that or you get to a, a managerial level and you're getting to the point where cool i've got I've got my car, you know, I was able to upgrade my car. I even paid it off and I kept that unlikely who does that, but I got a new car and it's like, that's, that's not really a concern. I've got that. It's insured. That's not, I'm not stressed about that. You know um, I've got my apartment. I've got a, it's under contract. It's well within my budget. I still have plenty of excess money. So you have all of these things and, and then you're, you're at work and you get to this place at work when you're like, well, I, it, now that I have these baseline things covered and, and, and I don't have to worry about transportation, I don't have to worry about food. I don't have to worry about shelter. Um, and, and my job for the, and I, and I'm a vital part of the organization, at least vital enough to not feel like I, my, my job is in jeopardy, right? That, that, this is the case with so many people I feel like. And, and, and so you, so then you've left this, this state of, of growth, where you're like, I want to expand. I want to learn more. I want to get better. And then you get to this plateau. There's like uh-huh. this middle class kind of plateau where you're like, okay, cool. Like I've got this, you know, and uh, this is a lot of time where families start to come in, you know, you get married, then you have kids and, and your growth professionally isn't necessarily there. And I'm not even saying that it has to be. What I'm saying is that if you allow yourself to lose that mindset that you had when you were up and coming, that's the problem. Now you can shift that mindset. Like if you don't want to put all of your eggs into the professional basket and you're like, I don't want to live my life for the paycheck. I don't want to live my life a hundred hours a week working. You know, that's, I have no problem with that. I, I think that that's yeah. healthy, but it's how are you bringing in? Like, how are you choosing to grow? Because that's really what it's not. We don't want to struggle for struggle's sake. Like, yeah, you can struggle in preparation for the times that are going to suck. But if you're just going out there, like, I'm just going to do things that really suck. Like who's going to, there's no motivation there. It's like, you have to identify things that, that are, that you want to get better at. Like you wanted to get better at things in your job and your professional career because you cared about something. And that may have been the job that may have been security that may have been your car you know whatever the case may be it may have been an amalgamation of all of those things Uh but it's not that's not there that's not the driving force anymore because you got it so now what do you do you you don't have the hunger anymore exactly yeah that's that's exactly what this comes down to is like how do you stay hungry and it's Mm -hmm. that hunger is the struggle that feeling Mm -hmm. of hunger is the struggle and i use that literally like I, i i view that when i try to fast i'm like no i'm going to literally be hungry as a way to, to enact that other part of my brain where it's like, no, I have to fight. You know, I have to, I have to fight myself. I have to fight my own thoughts and I've got to come to the table. Like, like, no, I'm, I'm running this. Like I'm going to overcome this. I can do that. I, because I am capable of doing hard things. And this is just one of those things. You know, I love that, Matt. And one of the things that I think, and not individually, but societal, I feel like, um, you know, there's this old saying, I think we talked about it one time before, but I love this. It's, you know, hard times make hard men, hard men make easy times, easy times make weak men, 
weak men make hard times and by men humanity right yep. so generations you know, yep. yeah and so i think what's happened is is that you know in our society we went from you know agrarian to industrial to technological um we went from being like you know a third party you know supplier of goods and services to being a world military power mm-hmm. to having a lot of creature com- even like even the poorest folks here in the u.s you know have home you know like homeless people i've seen it where they don't have a home but they have a thousand dollar smartphone and they're getting on tiktok and they're getting you know so they have comforts that you know and i'm not saying that their life is easy i'm not saying that i'm just saying that like you know they have they have comforts or access to resources Mm -hmm. talking about comfort so like just resources they have access to resources here in the u.s that they wouldn't have somewhere else in other parts of the world yeah homeless in the u.s is different and homeless in different parts of the u.s is different homeless in the u.s generally speaking is different than homeless in india yeah and, and i'm not trying home. to knock anybody that's homeless so you know that i mean like honestly I, I really am not uh and i can definitely understand you know personally i can understand it but you have opportunities here to you know when you are hungry to make something of yourself or, or try to work hard and it's not just a matter of you know, pulling yourself up out of your bootstraps because right. some people don't start off with boots right yeah. some people just start off with zero zilch nothing you know, and I, I like the fact that you're like, you know, trying to address that and, you know, I'll tangent or whatever, but I love the fact that you're talking about that. And, you know, so uh, I know we're, we've been trying to keep these a little bit tighter on the time and all. Yeah. What is your takeaway for how can people fight being comfortable and what can they do so that they are keeping themselves, you know, accountable and, and, and challenging themselves not to. Uh, become sedentary or not to just accept and settle, you know, for, Oh, this is just, you know, this is it. And I'm, I'm, I'm good. I've made it. You know, and what do you. I, I, so I was just listening to um, per uh, persuasion by Cialdini. And, um, and one of the things that he was just talking about, it's actually very much akin to James Clear and um, which Cialdini wrote this first, but it's basically, it was a, the form of habit stacking, but they called it this if, when, then um, statements or, or, or thought processing. And so it's basically, it was to, they, they did these tests with people where it was like, we're going to see if, how people, how effective people are at taking their meds, specifically people with epilepsy. You know, I want to see how, how many people take their, their epilepsy meds. So of the people that were prescribed them, 50% took them according to the prescribed manner. Um, and so then they did these, if, when, then statements, then the, the compliance rate went up to 79%. So it went from, it went from 55% to 79% by using this method. And it's, it's as simple as this. It's if, when, if, if in the morning, when I'm brushing my teeth, I will think about taking my meds or I will take my meds. Um, and they've done this as far as like, as far as like action oriented side of it with that, like if, when I'm brushing my teeth in the morning, I will take, I will take my meds, uh, immediately following brushing my teeth. Like I said, jumped up to 79% for 55. 
Then they did it with even just thinking. So they did it with diets. And I forget the stats behind what happened with the diets, but it was, it was if when I'm in the supermarket and I see ice cream, I will buy a mint tea or whatever, something like that and said, or I will think about my diet. That's what it was. I will think about it. So it was just thinking. And even those people, their, their compliance rates and staying with their diet were significantly higher than people that didn't use this process. So all of that is prefaced just to say that identify areas of like heightened comfort in your life. Like you don't need to get like really, don't worry about starting structural, like uh, questioning your decisions in life. If you've got a job and you, and you're not looking at you know, changing that dynamic or pushing you up to the next level. You don't have to worry about that right off the bat. Just identify like, okay, maybe you like to watch Netflix at night when you're going to bed. And maybe you want to learn. Maybe you would like to learn more. You would like to be a little bit more well-read. You're like, I just wish that I would read, but you know, I just don't, I don't read. I'd like to, but I don't. You know, and that's a form of struggle. Like if you're not a reader and you want to incorporate reading into your life, that's, that's a struggle. And, and adding that in, that's, that's a beautiful thing because you're doing multiple things. You're pushing yourself to do something new and, and, and it's difficult and, and you're going to be learning. So you're going to be pushing yourself and you're going to be learning. I mean, even if it's just uh, uh, nonfiction or fiction, even if it's fiction, then, then it's still amazing. So like, you're still taking in information in a different way and it's beautiful. So I would say like, in that case, like if when I find myself hitting next episode after watching one episode of whatever it is that I just watched, if when I'm clicking next episode, I will, I'll put the remote down and read a chapter in the book, you know, and, and, and you, and you, so it's kind of, it's the same idea as a habit stacking. So you find something that you're already doing something, you know, you're going to do and assign something there to it. Like when I, when I go and start brewing my coffee in the morning, I'm going to do I'm going to, I'm going to do squats and I'm going to do squats until the coffee's brewed. Right. So I'm going to do like 30 squats um, and, and just little things like that. And then, and then you start bringing it in. And then what happens is your brain will start to identify those different things. You're like, cause you'll do it in one. So just don't, don't do like 10 of them, just pick one. And what happens is your brain already starts to rewire. It's like, Oh, this is something that we do. This is something that I value. I'm getting dopamine hits off of it because I know that I'm pushing myself to do something different. And what will happen naturally is your brain's going to start picking up different opportunities to do it in different places. And you're going to start noticing things that other people are doing. And it's just going to, it's going to naturally grow. And so I'd say just start small, pick one thing, pick one habit you're already doing and think about something that you would like to do that you haven't done yet and try stacking that onto a habit that you already have. That would be, that would be where I'd recommend people to start. I think that's a, a great point on the, um, you know, just getting started and, and working it out. Um, I think that's a great point uh, to, to actually kind of wrap it up with this, this episode. And uh, yeah, so. Heck yeah, man. What's up? <laughs> comfort. Yeah, comfortable. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Matt said, don't do it. You better not do it now. Yeah, people are really going to love this show. This guy love says it. he doesn't want me to be comfortable. But listen, we do, yeah. just not all the time. We love you guys. Thank you, Adam. Yeah, so if y'all like the show, please give us a thumbs up or you know check us out on YouTube or whatever and uh, let us know what you think. And hit us up with some comments or questions because, you know, like, it's just us two talking and you know we're we're talking about whatever so you know if you got a, a topic you want us to tackle 
hit us up. We'd love to you know, check it out. There. I almost guarantee you it will at least get mentioned on the show. So. Oh yeah, we might do like a whole hour on it. It's know. possible. It's not. That's not. We might do like a six-week series. You just never, never, know. never know. <laughs> like, hey, thanks, brother. I appreciate it. Right, thanks, man. everyone. We'll you see y'all here next all. week. Bye.